0: Welcome to Haunter's Podcast, a show dedicated to Universal Studios' Halloween Horror Nights, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and all things macabre. (laughs) Now here are your hosts, Mr. Wonderful and Zach Hilton.
1: Welcome everybody to another episode of your favorite podcast. This is Haunter's Podcast. I am Mr. Wonderful, with me as always the guardian of the galaxy, Zach Hilton.
2: I don't know what galaxy I'm guarding, but hey, guys, I'm your savior.
1: You are our savior. Save us, Zach, save us.
2: Oh, I'll save you like the bad little humanoid you are. Oh, tell me how bad of a
1: humanoid I am. Tell me.
2: Um, well, you know, you do some despicable things, and I think you should brush your teeth more. (laughs)
1: Listen, man... (laughs) I don't even know how to respond to that. Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> I guess I'll just need a tic-tac. All right? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, welcome. No, no,
2: no. Please don't.
1: <laughs> welcome to the program. As you can see, this thing is already off the rails uh, because, you know, that's how I host a program. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Haunters P-O-D, That's Haunters Pod. Also on Facebook, just give us a search, Haunters Podcast, and give us a like. And you can listen to this show where you probably already are, either on Podbean, iTunes, or any streaming platform. Leave us a review, share it with a friend, give it to your mom as a birthday gift. I don't know. Just get the word out. <laughs>
2: <Whoa>. <laughs> hey,
1: listen, if anybody knows anything about me, I love the moms.
2: This is true. This it's is uh, true. it's definitely a thing <laughs> that he's inquired taste over the years.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, so this is going to be a fun episode today because we're mm, kind of—I don't want to say—we're not flipping the format. We're talking HHM like we always do, but we're going to be joined by two special guests today. Uh, another wonderful interview that you helped set up there, Zach.
2: It's not and you know it's not really even an interview yeah. the way I look at it is that you know we're inviting
1: people our, into the conversation.
2: Yeah, you we, you get our opinions all the time and I really think it would be cool to get a couple of other opinions and we are f- friends with a couple of guys on Twitter and I mean we're friends with a bunch of people on Twitter obviously but uh, you know, hey, don't I disparage get... the
1: other 500 friends we got now. Oh, oh yes, I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> sorry, the other 500 best friends of mine. But, yeah, we wanted to invite Review It Rob from the Disnoids to come on because he is a big HHN fan. I know he has thoughts on the event this year, so I want to get his take on everything that's happened. And then, also, we have Ryan L. Terry coming on who is a fast friend. He loves horror. He loves HHN. He wanted to come on and give some thoughts about Ghostbusters, and I said, no, you got to give thoughts on everything, because basically what we're doing today is a Road So Far episode, and I know that gets uh Oh my God, wonderful.
1: you mean I get to play <laughs> that song today? Yes, you're going to have to play oh that song my God. at some point. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm not so- going to say what it is, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who doesn't get it, but I'm sure they yeah. do if they know exactly... Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they do. Road so far, you yeah. clever boy.
2: But yeah, thank you. But you know that's our that's our big chunk of the show. Before we jump into that, yeah, even bring this up, the wonderful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you about something. If you've seen on the interweb what bloody disgusting uh, did an article on today,
1: I. Oh, no, 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 I hate to do this. I have not been a Bloody Disgusting today, so it's all good. I don't know. That's
2: good, because I want your fresh take on it anyways. Okay. So it's virgin made, ears
1: right here, baby. Lay it on them.
2: You got it, baby. Make, make my it ears bleed. <laughs> it was announced today that there's going to be a It Chapter 2 experience in Hollywood, and it's called, quote the Dairy Canal Days Festival and Funhouse.
1: Oh, God, that's so, terrifying. So, a
2: couple of years ago, there was an IT experience in Hollywood. They actually used the same house that you would walk through uh, in that experience, and they used it in their own kind of HHN-type uh, event that's not running this year, but I think that's why it's not running this year. So, I guess my first question to you is, It chapter two experience probably running, you know, before the movie comes out after, yes. um, It it would have to be from August 15th and will run through September 8th. So, what do you think? By the way, it's free. You Uh, can go to this event and it's free. Um, So, what do you think of an it chapter two experience? It worked the first time. (laughs) What do you think about
1: this? Well, hmm. I think this is brilliant. This is marketing genius this is going to amp up the scares excuse me before the movie uh begins uh and is something that as a horror fan and i would love to do this it would scare the living crap out of me i know it would because it scares the crap out of me literally uh yes it does (laughs) Uh Uh, but no, I think I think this is a smart I think this is a brilliant marketing It's just going to do nothing but really amp up the movie And get people more excited When I don't know if it's possible to Because I'm already at like a level 15 of excitement for this movie I've been at 15 since It Chapter 1 So I don't know, I think it's a cool thing though I would definitely love to do it And if I lived out in LA, you better believe I'd be there yeah, I get that. And do you feel
2: because this is the first thing that mind popped to, um, my mind popped to, yeah. uh, th- that this is why we won't see the movie It at HHN is because Warner Brothers is obviously because this is the third year in the row that they've done some kind of It event with the creature in the movie franchise. Do you think? this is definitely the nail in the coffin of seeing the movie It at Halloween Horror Nights.
1: I mean, I'd never say never. <laughs> you know, we never thought we would really get yeah. Ghostbusters as a house, and hey, here we are sure. on the 35th anniversary, yeah. you know? Uh, right. Uh, uh, so I, I would never say never, but I would I would assume that Warner Brothers, while they're not doing their Halloween uh, attraction that they did uh, the last couple years, they know that it is their money maker right now. They're, I don't know them why they wouldn't allow somebody to use the IP because they make money, but they're going to want to market it. Everybody's everybody nowadays is be, thanks to Netflix. It's trickling out into everything. Now everybody wants their own properties because they realize we can make a lot of money off of our property and selling it to people and forcing them to buy it eight different ways. So I, I guess it'll be a while. It ain't, coming. it ain't coming anytime soon. The movie's going to have to cool off for a while, and that property's yeah. not going to have to be as... Va- It'll be valuable, but Warner Brothers is going to be focused on another Stephen King thing where it's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's let people play with it now.
2: Okay. That being said, I'm glad you said that. If it cools down and they go to HHN and they're like, here you go, Halloween Horror Nights 36, you can use the franchise... Is it worth it then? Is has there been enough it in these uh, experiences and Warner Brothers' own version of the their kind of Halloween Horror Nights event? Is it even worth it to do Pennywise at the event?
1: I would always say yes because, as we see all the time, ten years from now, you know, if it's HHN thirty six, it's like ten, eleven, twelve years from now. That's prime time for a whole new generation of people to be exposed to that story and that character and that, you know, iconic villain. So, yeah, I, I, I would say that there's always that. Again, I'll use Ghostbusters again as an, as an example. It's a whole new generation of kids that are being exposed to Ghostbusters right now, and there's a whole other generation of kids that was exposed to it when they were kids. So it's, it's always prime. It's always prime to pull back those IPs because recognizable names for an older crowd that then gets the younger crowd to come see it They, you know like by that point hopefully I would have kids hopefully by then you know somebody would actually breed with me please please I'll introduce him to horror at an early age um, <laughs> <laughs> but like you think like if I had a kid like the next year he'd be 11 by the time that came out you better believe honest to God I would be showing him that movie by then and exposing him to horror so yeah I could see it being prime time to pull that character back okay
2: and i'm with you i think the character at the event is deserved and maybe they can do it in their own way and it to me pennywise is a great icon that could be at hhn and maybe one day we'll see it by the way did you say 10 to 11 to 12 years when I said 36? Uh,
1: well, I told you exactly what I did prior do to this you, show. So. Do you math, bro? <laughs> I don't math very well when I recreational <laughs> other things. So <laughs> You didn't have
2: to go to double digits, man. You're still in single digits.
1: I'm just saying, man. <laughs> can we edit this? Our producer? No. no? Okay, no. we can't edit that? We, okay.
2: Yeah, no, I think we go to break and uh, introduce
1: uh, our guest. Okay, Okay. We'll be back with review Robin, Ryan. It's Haunters. <laughs> Here's a word from a sponsor.
0: <laughs>
1: oh God, it's still going.
0: Hey there podcast fans. I am Cassie and I'm the host of Disflix and Tidbits my solo movie podcast about Disney Company movies from the past, present, and coming soon, and all the little extras, movie news, and experiments on nostalgia in between. Come for the childhood memories, stay for the deep dives into your favorite movies. New episodes every other Wednesday. Tune in to dislikes and Tidbits. Subscribe for free wherever podcasts are found.
2: Thank you for uh, coming on and doing this, both uh, Ryan and Rob.
3: Oh, you're very welcome. I uh, I do a lot of guesting on podcasts. It's sort of uh, that's how I've uh, found myself a part of the community, sort of as the uh, the uh, expert guest that shows up every now and again. So I'm thoroughly uh, excited and always happy to uh, to uh, take out time. Uh, to spend with a new podcast to get to uh, know the hosts a little more and uh, get to know the personalities behind my social media interactions.
1: And Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, uh, I, I guess we'll just, you know what, we're just going to keep going from there. That was Ryan L. Terry. Uh, he's a film and theme park critic, screenwriting professor, podcast guest, as he mentioned, and figure skater, which I want to ask you about a little bit later on. I'm sure Zach does as well. Uh, You also have a website, rlterryrealview.com. You have a Stranger Things 3 review up right now as well. Uh, but he is joining us on the program right now. Very excited to have him. And we also have, we've been on your show before. I think this, this is the first time you're on our show, Review It, Rob, uh, co-host of the Disnoids podcast and a movie reviewer and an inspiring actor and a Hufflepuff. Uh, very cool, sir. <laughs> uh, h- how about you introduce yourself to our audience and kind of tell us how you got into this and theme parks and HHN?
4: Um, Yeah, I am Rob. Like you said, I'm a movie reviewer. I at least call myself a movie reviewer. Whether I'm good at it or not is up to other people. But um, Hmm. how I got into this is I went to Universal for the first time. It was always a bucket list thing. And then I've loved horror since I was born. I mean, I like to bring it up. Chucky and I came out both in 1988. So since then, I've been in love with horror movies.
2: Awesome. That's pretty rad, dude. And uh, Ryan, how did you get into HHN yourself?
3: Oh sure, I, I love answering the question because uh, it's uh, involved my favorite subject, which is horror, uh, which is not only my favorite genre of film, but it's also my uh, my my area of expertise, and it's a it's a genre that I integrate into my classroom at the University of Tampa as often as I can. Um, I think my fascination with horror uh, began at a very young age. Uh, my mom and I would watch. Uh, reruns of Alfred Hitchcock Presents mm-hmm. and of course Twilight Zone which is you know horror adjacent sci-fi but uh, still kind of within uh, the kind of the greater areas of that realm and then my sister and I watched Goosebumps and um, Are You Afraid of the Dark of course and so it's just from a very young age I love uh, you know, how these stories made me feel and I mean as an adult I can sit back and analyze it and know why uh, but as a kid they're just fun and so I was able to focus on just the, the, the fun of it all and at uh, a very young age, started going to Universal back when uh, you could still audition to be on the game shows at Nickelodeon. I got to be on Slime Time Live and oh, wow. have, have no idea where that VHS uh, copy went. It's probably my parents' house somewhere. It's in uh, the vault. It's so in the vault. <laughs> um, like, uh, as far as my relationship with Universal, very young age, I remember the Bates Motel and Ah, uh, Bates House, uh, way back, way back in the day. So it's it's been a it's it's my favorite park. It's a park that's been a part of my life the longest. And uh, at, after I moved to Florida, I was able to start going to uh, Halloween Horror Nights because as a kid, it was just you know summer vacation or spring break, so it was never down here for HHN. But as an adult moving down here, well, a college student. I got to, I got started uh, being able to go, and it was like ugh, I've been, you know, missing out on this for like you know, so long. It's uh, exciting to be uh, a part of it, and uh, so I just uh, went from fan to uh, to critic because I uh, studied themed entertainment and cinema in graduate school. So as soon as I could start, you know, writing up uh, articles, I mean, that's what I started doing. I started my blog in twenty fourteen. And so ever since then, you know, in addition to movies, which is the bulk of what I write about, at least three quarters anyway, and then another quarter of my writing is on themed entertainment, either attractions or trends or just observations, and and HHN is so much fun to write about, and I'm super excited every year, but especially this year, because we just have some uh, fantastic houses that are on the lineup, still more to be announced. And uh, it's a a way for me to experience horror on um, on a on a whole other level. It take it from almost like spectatorship to experiential
2: absolutely and i feel that same way about hhn or haunts or anything that you can go to because you know you go see your first horror movie or you watch it on tv and you do get a reaction and that's my favorite part about horror it's like one of the only genres where you actually have to you almost get a physical reaction every single time but hhn actually you are in the movie you are running for your life you are reacting because somebody is coming at you and that's the best part about this event and i guess we can just start there you mentioned all the big houses we have five announced and right now we'll start with the most recent one because i feel like a lot of people have thoughts Uh, on the property so let's talk Ghostbusters Rob uh, you know you hear Ghostbusters is going
4: to be a house at HHN
2: what are your feelings when this comes to you
4: oh I'm full of excitement because this is it's like you just mentioned it's being able to live a movie and I remember last year with HHN going through the trick-or-treat house or the poltergeist house and just I've been thinking ever since Ghostbusters been announced all the classic scenes we're gonna be able to walk through and experience So I'm super excited for Ghostbusters.
2: Very good, very good. And so, Ryan, same question. You get told Ghostbusters is happening. There's a video that comes out on the interweb that's pretty fantastic, at least to me. I think it's one of the top three, if not best, videos HHN has put out. What do you feel when Ghostbusters got announced?
3: I was uh, actually uh, when I got the uh, the media email, I was taking my my morning walk around the the studio where I work, um, and I was like, oh my god, I, I was I was like running to finish my walk because I mm. had to get back inside. And it's like, oh, I, I got to get the video up. You know, I got to write something about it because I was it was I I knew it was coming, or at least 99% sure it was coming. But to actually see it announced. Was just a whole, you know, different level of, of excitement. And um, probably after the initial, uh, the initial uh, excitement, uh, questions I had were, well, since Ghostbusters used to be an attraction in the park, you know, for the first few years the park's uh, existence, are some of those uh, ideas, are the, some of those. Uh, uh, the uh, effects and uh, some, maybe some of the storyline no, is some of what was in the Ghostbuster special effects show going to be integrated into the new house, which then brought up questions about uh, you know the practical and visual effects uh, because that was a show practically all it was not it was practical effects, and so it's like is that going to be part of uh, the house or are we going to you know include screen? Technologies yeah. to simulate everything, which I
0: really right, hope right.
3: not. I, I I hate screen attractions, so yeah. I so I'm really um, so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because uh, Universal's tweeted something about the practical effects of the, the that the show that I'm talking about in the house, and and so since the movie came out at a time that visual effects were just in their infancy, and so what we see is mostly optical and practical. Yeah, I'm really hoping that that's going to inspire the house, because the more practical and optical effects we have, the more I believe that it will be, uh, the much more immersive I believe the house uh, will be.
1: Right. right, right, right. And uh, I kind of want to stick with the things you'll see in the house, stuff like that. And, Rob, you kind of mentioned the scenes and things like that. Uh, I- I'm curious as well about the practical effects. And, Rob, I'm curious, what scene specifically do you hope they're able to pull off in that house, practical effects-wise? Like, for me, it's Stay puffed. I want to see them fighting Stay puffed at one point. Is there one specific scene that you're thinking, like, this needs to be here?
4: Um, It's going to be very simple. I want to see the library ghost. That's like the first uh-huh. thing that I think jumps out to you from that movie. I, I just that. want to experience
1: that in real life. Gotcha, gotcha. Ryan, uh, what, what, what for you? Because you were kind of hitting the practical effect stuff as well. What for you is because you, I think you're definitely at a disadvantage uh, for me because you've seen the practical effects show. I unfortunately never got to see that. So, what is it from that that you would hope is brought into this house?
3: I I, uh, it's the same as you a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I Uh I wanna see a real inflatable, you know, animatronic, you know, glorified puppet, stay puff marshmallow man. uh, because that is that that is I mean, not only is that essentially in the the just the icon of the of the first movie, I mean we have the the slime monster whose whose name escapes me at the moment, but it's like Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is that's that's such a it's it's a symbol of not only the first movie but just Ghostbusters in general and so that I, I want to see it I want to see a big Stay Puff Marshmallow Man with the Ghostbusters fighting it uh, at at some point in the house uh, maybe that'll be the the last room or two uh, but that's what I want to see I, I need the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man a real one. Yeah. yeah
2: right <laughs> right no I completely get that and I know the old school show had like a little top of his head up there and stuff like that. But so Universal actually just had like a UK HHN media event go on. And from what it's sounding like, it sounds like the effects of this house are going to be never before seen in HHN's history. And I think there's a good chance of like Slimer, um, who's who could be a practical effect done such that could look like he's see-through. So I'm with you all. I think the effects could be the best thing about it. But do you leave this house thinking that it could be the best house you've ever walked through? That's That's my next question to you because I've been on Facebook. I've seen... Other HHN fans just, you know, it's either they want to go into this or it's like, oh, I didn't know HHN became a comedy act. It's the 2016
1: Ghostbusters movie. It's the internet reacting to Ghostbusters again in the negative, wrong ways.
2: Right. So that being said, do you think this house actually has a chance to change what HHN has been? anybody
3: um, sure um I, i'll go ahead and take it first i yeah. You know, i i think it 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 fits in perfectly uh with halloween horror nights it's it's not just about scary houses yes you know we all love that and and you know usually the houses are scary to some degree but i i think you know it's important uh to have a, a sense of fun and comedy we've lost that with the with Bill and Ted, that was always a highlight of my HHN experience because after you know going through all these you know macabre you know houses full of sadistic torture or paranormal activity or slashers chasing you, I, I needed that you know half hour forty five minutes of levity. And you know, uh, Academy of Villains can suck my dick. I I, re- I don't-, don't plan on. I haven't watched it. I don't plan to watch it. It's just, just not, great. it's just not. It's great. Not that is uh, hashtag not my H H N. Oh my <laughs> god! That's
2: a, oh, that's what I needed to hear. That's I'm great. sorry. No. Oh
3: so, so this represents <laughs> that comedic effect that a horror film needs. That the darkest of horror movies have to have some type of comedy. Midsummer is a great example of that. Yep. Midsummer is highly disturbing, but there's also a bit of comedy in it as well. And the best horror movies have have that levity here and there because if it was all heavy and dark uh it would become uh too heavy for us and it even become off-putting so i think having a house which is built on a horror comedy is great i i i've often said that dale and tucker tucker and dale versus evil would make a great house because it's Mm -hmm. it's funny and uh, that that's what i'm well, that's what I'm hoping that ha- I'm not looking to Ghostbusters to be a scary house I'm looking for it to be true to the movie and being true to the movie means that it is a horror comedy and so for that reason alone it's the it's the added spice that HHN really needs especially after you know not having you know the comedy show anymore and and so uh so this is uh you know, not that this takes place of Bill and Ted it's, I'm not equating them for one another but the, the idea that comedy is important, um, I think, is the, the the takeaway from this, and whether or not it's the best house at HHN, I really don't care. I I just I just want to have fun with it, and I don't usually find myself uh, ranking houses, which one I like, uh, like the best, you know, absolute best house. Uh, I usually come up with a list, but it's, that's not why I go into it. yeah I go into it to have fun, and I go into it for the experience, and after I've experienced everything, sure, I'm you know I'll kind of like which one did I enjoy the most? Like last year, Poltergeist, absolutely love Poltergeist, and the year before that, Shining, and then Exorcist, and Krampus is another one I've really liked. So I do have my favorites, but it's like don't get lost in that, you know, get lost in the house, not in all these other you know uh, tangents that you could run off on.
2: Yeah, no, I get that, I get that. What about you, Rob? What do you feel? about Ghostbusters. Do you think this is kind of a game changer right before the biggest year ever, HHN 30?
4: I, I agree with the adding in comedy. With me, with horror, I've always felt like horror movies in general are the everything movie. You, of course, you got your blood and your guts and stuff like that, but you always have comedy. You've always got some kind of emotion involved in. I and mean, Ghostbusters, obviously, is a huge nostalgia draw, but other than that, it was a classic movie. There's scary scenes in it, so coming out of the house if it changes things i mean last year we had comedy there with killer clowns and even chucky with his stand-up routine and right yeah so
0: whether That's it's true
4: change things or not personally i think hhn 30 is going to go back to its roots a little bit with some icons but i think mm-hmm. ghostbusters does open the door for them to look at other classic scary movies that have mostly comedy in them
1: right 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 uh Zach do you have any other questions regarding the Ghostbusters house right now? Nope. All that right. Is, that is all I got on the Busters of Ghosts. Alright I think we've busted enough ghosts which means uh, <laughs> one of the other house we need to talk about right now uh, one I'm pretty excited for I think it would be a bloody one uh, Nightingales uh, I'm curious though have either one of you been in the previous house of this uh, Rob I think last year was your first year at HHN right so you didn't get to do the first one
4: yeah, my first ever year was last year, so I have no idea what to expect from Nightingale's except okay. for a lot of gore because it's called Blood Pit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Damn>, that's that's <laughs> what I'm expecting as well. That's what that's what I think. That's why I'm very excited for it. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to assume you have gotten to do, you did the previous Nightingale's house, right? Uh,
3: not, I can't remember which year that came out. My, my first year at HHN was 2013. So, uh, mm. so I've, been, I've gone for several years, but this is, uh, but I, unfortunately, anything before 2013, I uh, had not experienced. All
2: right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, no, uh, I do believe it was slightly before then. I want to say back in the early 2000s when it came out. Uh, But all gravy, if no one ever did that one before. Yeah, we can still talk it. (laughs) Yeah, we can still talk it. Um, So this... Okay, so with Stranger Things, which we'll talk about later, and with Ghostbusters being here, this house... It for, when it first was announced to me, it seemed like it was going to be this a big arena house, like you would walk through the pits, and you know you're in the the actual war and uh and then you'll end up in dungeons and such like that but now with all these other big houses that seem like they're going to be taking a lot of room per se do you feel this house will still give off that great feel of battles because it makes me think of movies like gladiator which are big cinematic masterpieces and if this is in a tent house uh would that actually take away from the 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 kind of feel that Nightingale's blood pit should give off, Ryan, what do you think?
3: Uh, I don't think so. Uh, when I read the description uh, from Universal, it struck me more as a, uh, we're going to be in the catacombs of the of the arena, so it's like being underneath the coliseum. Hmm. I've never been to the real coliseum, but I imagine hmm. there's a lot of corridors and you know it's probably quite the labyrinth uh, underneath. Right. And so that that's uh, that's what I picture. Yeah. Um, that because we get the uh, the added effect of uh, the closeness, the claustrophobia. We have. The, uh, where we're, uh, we're in a very liminal space and sort of playing around with these ideas, which we often see in films. But we're now going to create that liminal space, you know, three, you know, four dimensionally, and and having uh, the, uh, the, the the creatures uh, uh, attack us in a smaller space, I think, is much more terrifying than being in the arena. Because in the arena, I think there's a sense of I can escape. Whereas if you're in these uh, catacombs, it's like there is no escape. And knowing there's no escape uh, certainly increases the level of terror felt by the guests.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with that. Plus, I've, I've hit this on the program before. I'm very claustrophobic. So if it's catacombs, it's going to amplify my fear walking into that house because I'm going to, you know, I'm my claustrophobia is going to start acting up. And then having people jump at me is not going to help. Uh, But do you think, because they did amp up the idea that this was going to be a gory house. Do you guys really think they're going to lay into the gore in this house and kind of appease those people that might be mad going Ghostbusters is too comedy? So this is, okay, you don't want comedy. Here's your blood and gore. Out,
3: Out of all the houses that have been announced, I feel that this is the one so far which strikes me as the goriest So I think there is a great opportunity here to have that gore fest and I think there is a place, uh, certainly a place for that at HHN, at haunts in general. I I don't think every haunted attraction needs to be a gore fest, like the entire thing, but I mean, that that's one thing we like about horror movies. We, we like watching schlocky, you know, horror, you know, gore fest. I mean, uh, one of the reasons Crawl uh, was such a a success to everybody's surprise is because it is very gory. It's just fun. And so I think we're going to have uh, that idea in this house that it's just going to be gory fun. And, and And if that's all it is, then I feel like that it satisfied anything that I was looking for.
2: Rob, Rob do, do you feel like you're a gore guy do you feel like this house will give you those kind of like oh my god eh?
4: <laughs> yeah I'm gonna love it and I just go back to the, you brought up that they had the um, conference yesterday and there's a quote in there it says that that room is gonna stink so apparently there's gonna be a very stinky gory room somewhere in this maze I'm so excited uh. for that because I love gory stuff and when it comes to horror so yeah give it to me I've never done an original house before But I know Four Nights is based a lot
3: All the original houses are so good. The Slaughter Cinema last year and Uh, Scary Tales, I absolutely love those houses.
4: Yeah, last year was my first year ever, and I had such limited time. So I wasn't able to hit the original houses, which I kicked myself for because I really wanted to see Slaughter Cinema. But the people I was with wanted to hit all the IP houses, so I just personally ran out of time. The goal to hit them all,
2: though. Yeah, I think you're going to definitely want to go in with an express pass and yeah. just light up everything. Because the original houses, I mean, yes, the IPs bring a lot of people to the dance, obviously, like how it did you and how it did me when I first went. But I mean, the original houses really can mess you up. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of claustrophobia, <laughs> why don't we go into another house that gave me that feeling? Was Depths of yes. Fear, where it seems like you're going to be underneath the water. You're in this like lab, and you know there's going to be these fish creatures coming at you, while some of the workers seem like they're going to be transforming and stuff like that. Rob, what do you look forward to most in this
4: house? I think this house will probably get me the most because I will admit I have a fear of the ocean a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So, when I heard this um, house announced, I was very excited to figure out what was going to happen. I mean, you think about underwater, you think it's going to be very cold and very, very dark. You never know what's coming at you. And then you see like creatures. I'm thinking, have y'all seen Aquaman? Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm yes. thinking trench like creatures maybe in this house somewhere. Right, oh. I'm trying. I don't know what the creatures will look like, but it's going to play off of people's fear of the ocean very well. Okay. And Ryan, what what do you look forward to
2: most in this house, and what kind of creatures or scares do you feel like we're going to get?
3: Oh, I think uh, we have a, a huge you know, array of possibilities with this house because uh, although Star Trek would have us believe that space is the final frontier, mm-hmm. I think that you know the ocean is is far more. Uh, uncharted and has far more mystery than the uh, far reaches of space does. So I, I think you know anything is possible uh, with this house. I, I hope that we get a uh, shark-like megalodon creature just Ooh. for shits and giggles. <laughs> I know that's kind of a little cliche, but but we love sharks and so I hashtag have-
2: jaws reborn yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, jaws uh, uh, hat, no it's a, it's an app bring back jaws uh, uh-huh. he's the one who posts the picture every yes. day yeah um, uh-huh. and so i so i hope we get a shark i hope we get a, you know a crocodile or an alligator but then you know uh, in addition to the ones that we kind of expect and want to see the more creative, uh, creatures, these mouth brooders, uh, you yeah. know, are, you know, not, uh, we don't get a lot of description on them, uh, in here. So we're going to have to wait until we see the house. But, uh, I'm imagining something kind of like that. Um, the fish and finding Nemo, the one that has the little light on it. The head. light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that thing. So I, I think it maybe something like that. Cause it's got razor sharp teeth and it certainly looks like it'd be like flesh eating. And I could totally see some, uh, Acidic eggs being laid by these creatures. So a combination of exaggerated animals that exist in real life, and then those who are you know inspired by other you know uh, fanciful creatures, where you could really amp up the um, the scare factor.
2: Will we get the smell in the water like they do in the Pirates of the Caribbean?
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: I, I I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> you know, and maybe maybe we'll find our redhead there too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, they said expect some technical tricks too, so they got something coming.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like this is going to be a pretty cool house. I'm I'm excited for it. I am curious. Do you guys think we will get wet in this house? Because uh, I have a feeling that at some point they're going to be spraying water on a lot of us.
3: Yes. I'm already wet just talking about the
1: house. Same. And I became as well when you were like, we need to search the ocean more. Because I'm with you. I think we. I think if we search the ocean, we will have a better understanding of how to search space. So, yeah. This is now tur- um, in, turned into Ocean and Space Talk, Haunter's Podcast. Yes, welcome to
2: water and space. Um... Yeah, so the house looks pretty rad. I think it is going to probably end up one of the the underrated most people's liking. To me, that's what I think this house is going to be. But another house that I feel like a lot of people are going to this event for, Stranger Things... It's the big IP that swarmed that place last year, so much so on Stranger Things Day. They opened it up during the daytime for people to go to after HHN was over. So this house is... Oh, did you? Well, before we ask any questions about that, let's get into that. (laughs) How was it going to the daytime version of it? Uh, The same. Okay, let's move on.
4: (laughs) It was a lot less crowded. The house was the same. But um, they made it more of an event, as in when you walk out through the house, you come out and you get a sticker saying you found Will Byers. Uh Oh, that's cool.
2: That's kind of badass. I like that. Um, Well, I guess my first question, just because it's been heavy on my mind, they've advertised this thing as season two and season three in one big giant house. And my question to you is do you think there's going to be an unfair portion to one season than the other, whether you feel there's going to be less season two and more season three since that's the new kid on the block, or do you think it's going to be two that gets all of it? Or is it 50 50? They really haven't come out to say what there's been rumblings about one, two rooms, but what do you want to see in this house season wise?
4: More of 3 than 2.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm right there. 2 was not a stinker, but 2 was definitely highly experimental. And what I like about Season 3 is it was a true return to form. And so, I mean, if we're going to – if it's not a 50-50 split, I certainly hope that we have more – of 3. for I mean, for starters, 3 has much more uh, horror, um, uh, in, uh, it's much more grounded in horror than Season 2 is. Yeah. And even yeah. though Season 3 is largely about relationships, even though horror takes a backseat to these relationships, and it's these characters and these relationships, it's, it's which is why Season 3 is so good, but we have a lot more horror in Season 3. So if we're creating a house at HHN and we're going to have Seasons 2 and 3, I would like to see more of the horror from Season Three, um, and then I mean, less of two because two is just by and large uh, far less popular. I think it's important to have in the house. You can't just like skip over it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, uh, since three is arguably uh, critics and audiences alike, the better season. I hope we see more uh from that one for for instance it, I mean the mall is it's a great I mean it's it's great inspiration for the house and so I I the, the colors uh the uh, the the brands the the I mean just everything that was in that mall you could put in the house and it's far more interesting than a, a lab or just a, a rando house and yeah. so I think it gives us much more to look at and a lot more to play around with
2: I agree with you just from the standpoint of set pieces alone. I feel like three has a a wider span. Like you said, we can go to the mall, but the mall also leads to a underground thing. Spoilers if you haven't watched it. At this F point, you if yeah. you haven't. <laughs> but but you can also go to the carnival, you can go to the rat lair. I mean, there's so many things in three that I remember where two, I just remember them going in a tunnel. But I I feel, you know, Rob also threw out, like, more of three. Rob, what are your thoughts of more explaining-wise of why you feel this way?
4: Well, I mean, it's like what Ryan said and you said. There's more to season three than there is two. Like, I remember watching season three and the scene where Nancy and Jonathan are in the hospital. And I'm like, that would be a fantastic hallway to walk through. And the monsters just right there when you turn mm-hmm. the corner. So you got that. You've got the fair scenes. You've got the huge fight with the mind flyer. I mean, season three above anything. Season two was great. Don't get me wrong, but season three grabs you more attention-wise. I think it fits their '80s theme way more.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh,
4: my worry is that it will be mostly season two, just because everything promotional has come out. Maybe they're avoiding spoilers, but both the posters they've released is season two heavy. So I don't, I don't know what to expect when it comes to season three. Do you think there could be a kind of backlash if it is that? I think so because you've advertised it as season two and three. And if you just end with, I don't know, a picture of the mall or something at the end, you're kind of jipping people.
2: What about you, Ryan? Do you feel like there'd be any kind of backlash if there is more of two, like drastically more, not just 50 50, I'm talking 80% of the houses, too?
3: Uh,. I mean, I think you're always going to have those who are searching for the negative, uh, try to be the squeaky wheel, looking to get attention. Think that by not liking something, somehow that makes them cool. And we can go mm. into all the, yeah. uh, the 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 psychological analyses therein. But I, I, I do I I do feel that it would it won't fare as well uh, from the general consensus. If it has more of two, there are certainly going to be those that go in that are going to love it no matter what. I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. To be honest, it wasn't, you know, one of my favorite houses last year. So I'm not looking for it to be one of my favorite houses this year either. That doesn't mean that I'm, you know, not uh, looking forward to it. I I certainly am. Uh, But I I think uh, if it were to have more of two, it's not going to have nearly as many fans as it would if it were more of 3 cuz quite honestly you can watch season 1 skip to season 3 watch the little recap and honestly you're not really missing a whole lot of 2 2 really just felt like a lot of filler
1: yeah it's but i yeah. I, I do think y'all are sleeping on how much fun it would be to walk through the house and walk through the punk 11 episode of <laughs> season 2 i'm just saying that was some great television and I would be really scared walking through that. Like, Punk 11 was scary, guys.
4: Punk 11 was awesome, <laughs> but 11's awesome in general. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I mean, true. Who gave us Billy, which is Billy's yeah, really important. It would that's be true. cool to go through the Billy stuff and everything. I mean, I'll go ahead and say Stranger Things is one of my all-time favorite shows, so this, of course, yeah. is a major anticipated house for me. So I'm going to love it either way, I think, but I would like it to be 50-50. I'm really shocked and surprised that they even did it two and three. I don't know why they're spacing it, at, not spacing it out. Maybe it's a contract thing, but I remember years ago they did Walking Dead like four or five years in a row, so they could have easily done Stranger Things four or five years in a row as well. So I don't know what the plan was, but I'm excited for Stranger Things no matter what.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm excited for it. I, I do want to kind of jump back, though, because, Ryan, I, w- I was shocked when you said that it wasn't one of your favorite houses last year. Oh, I mean, no, no the, it like wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised because that was that that was the first time I've actually been scared in a house where I jumped into one of the set pieces and hurt myself oh, <laughs> oh my goodness yeah one, no, one of the, uh, the gorgons got me really good
3: I'm gonna let me I need to go back and uh, look at what I uh, what I what I write last year so uh, cause I can't remember why it wasn't I write all this stuff down so that way I don't have to uh, I don't have to remember uh, there we go uh let's see here. Um, to go down through the uh uh twisted tater missing first night. That was a whole paragraph. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, says so uh Blumhouse, Halloween for Stranger Things. Uh blah, 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 blah. she's the house. I'm mean, gonna say oh, the, uh the oh uh the only negative criticism I have is a lack of live cast members. Yes, much has to do with an inability to cast kids in a house, but the absence was noticeable. Okay. So that's okay. Uh, that's uh, that's.
2: So, so yeah, you don't feel like there was enough presence of people Correct. around to scare you? Interesting. Correct. Okay. Okay, I can get behind that. And yeah. like maybe like you know a little more demi gorgons could have popped up or something like that. I mean, like I know Sheriff Popper came in one time but i feel like you're right you could have used other people but again that's another reason why i feel three is so big i feel like there's so many whether it's the terminator aka the monster i know his real name but i know with him walking around trying to get people him enough would be a good scare in this house
3: Oh the uh, the uh I mean we have a lot of opportunities for fantastic monsters uh out of uh, uh out of I mean season 3 the uh, uh mind flayer yeah. and uh, yeah. and the blob I mean we have because we have such an inf- we we have such uh such great references to the blob invasion of the body snatchers and John Carpenter's the thing that yeah. that would i think create such a wonderful foundation upon which to build this house. And of course, it better fucking have the never-ending story bit because that is my favorite scene out of the entire series. So that better fucking be in there. I know it's not horror, but that just made season three for me. It's made the series for me. So never-ending story better be in there somewhere.
2: I've heard people say we better leave the house and we can hear that song playing. Do, will that be close enough, or do you actually want to see Susie and Dustin singing it?
3: Uh, I mean, I would like to see uh, you know a scene of uh, of them singing it. However, uh, in the spirit of the season, if we're uh, if we're gonna if it uh, flows better to integrate it just as an audio bit at the end, you know I, I, that that would suffice.
2: All right.
4: all
3: right. I think
4: you might be in luck there because last year they made sure they had. Should I stay or should I go on the house? Yep. And Trick or Treat had the Marilyn Manson song in it, so they definitely call back. So
0: if they yeah. do
1: enough of season three, I'm sure they'll end it that way. God, that would be the most fantastic thing ever, because I'm right there with you, Ryan. I, I kind of need that. I'm seeing two actors portraying it with a split scene as you walk past it, like, and you're entering into Starcourt Mall and that's how you end it. If that, honest to God, if that's all that they took from season three, it was 20% and it was from the moment that Dustin and Susie sing and you go through the mall, I'd be okay. I wouldn't be yeah. angry.
2: No. Uh, you know what? That's a good call. If it's if the facade is like fireworks going off yeah. and Dustin's on a hill singing and you go through right there on, that's actually a good call. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah.
1: I'll take that. <laughs> I'll be okay with that. Uh, there better be some scoops ahoy somewhere. Oh, God. Do do Okay, let's I, – I didn't know we were probably going to talk about this maybe a little bit later on, but do you guys think uh, they will set up a scoops ahoy shop? Oh, you they better. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got to. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a missed opportunity if you don't do that. Like, Baskin Robbins is out there making money right now. You guys can easily turn one of those ice cream parlors into uh, a scoops ahoy.
0: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, it it, it, it it writes itself. Yeah, and so the, I'm gonna be looking for it. I'm gonna be looking for my twisted tater, which better fucking be there at opening night because <laughs> it it really mitigated my experience. Um, I'm glad it showed up later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pizza, pizza fries and the sco- uh, uh, scoops ahoy. So I, it was like that. Th- those are gonna be my foods that I am looking for. Um, and so the uh, the absence of any one of them is inexcusable. But Scoops Ahoy writes itself. You don't even have to do anything. It's like you have to try hard not to include it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It,
2: it would be the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen that you don't do it. I don't even think Baskin Robbins has claim on that name. No. So. I feel like I feel like they could do it easily. Do it. Give us our scoops, ahoy! Please, please, please. But moving on, we have a original house, a house that it seems everybody is all in for. So I need. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm excited in the sense of like it's another house at HHN, but the Yeti will be at HHN. Can you, Rob? Can you give me some feelings? Of stuff that you want to see in this house, do you think it's going to be cold? Do you think there's going to be giant yetis walking around everywhere? What
4: do you feel this house is going to be full of? Um, yes, it better be cold, it better make me feel like I'm walking through a mountain. There better be snow falling everywhere because I've gone through the other houses and felt the spider web effect. So, if you can do that, you can easily do snow somewhere in there. And I want to see blood covered snow and everything. This house it grabs my attention with the yeti, it can be monstrous. Just do a classic monster fill with it, have yetis flying all over the place in the house, and i think it'll be fine. But what I'm looking for mostly are those things. It, it better be cold.
2: Okay. How about you, Ryan? What do you see in this house?
3: Oh, and, uh, I agree with Rob. It definitely needs to be cold. Uh, we need the uh, fake snow, a.k.a. soap. Um, so just, <laughs> just don't look up because your eyes will burn. And so we, uh, we we need to have it because we had it at Krampus, and I absolutely love the Krampus house, and I really like the movie too. And so I, if we can recreate winter in the middle of 90-degree October uh, for Krampus, we should be able to do it for the Yeti. I, I'm hoping that we have uh, some callbacks to... Uh, Swamp Yeti from uh, from last year, which last clearly year. inspired the, it, which clearly inspired this house. To be honest, I'm a little disappointed. I was really hoping for a Swamp Yeti house, but I, I do like uh, you know this interpretation of uh, of the slaughter cinema um, you know creature last year. Um, so it, it needs to be cold. We need to have snow. Uh, we should hear like roars in the distance, and they uh. Feel like it's getting closer and closer to us. Uh, uh, the the yeti needs to be uh, ferocious. Kind of reminds me of the whatever the name of the creature is in Empire Strikes Back. And so something uh, uh something like that uh would be uh would be a lot of fun. And I, I think we need to see just lots and lots of of death. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, yes. uh, in this uh, snowy tundra. And it just slowly ramps up until we, uh, you know, encounter uh, the Yeti, which uh, I don't want to see the Yeti constantly through the whole thing because then it loses uh, the effect. But you know, about two or three times, I want to encounter the Yeti, but then have, you know, other like undead. Uh, I don't want zombies, but just like others, just kind of other mountain scary, creatures uh, looking. Uh, yeah, like mountain people. We could have. You could do that. You could take the idea of hillbilly horror and Ooh. adapt it to this frozen tundra and then throw in the Yeti and boom, we have a winner.
1: All right. So wrong turn meets Yeti. That's it. <laughs> I can dig it. I, I can get down with that. Uh, do you think that this is uh? cause I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm with you, right? I loved, I loved the slaughter cinema last year. That was my, my like recommended, you must do this house, house, uh, and I loved the yeti aspect of it the swamp yeti. Uh, I am disappointed that we didn't just get swamp yeti but hey, it's uh, we'll call this the rebooted version of it. They put him in, they put him in his home. Uh
3: well, Hopefully th- this rebooted version can emote a lot more than the rebooted lions last weekend. Ooh, see whoa. I
1: haven't that shots fired. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I'm prepared know. for a letdown and that that just yeah. We've kind of been on the same page for movie-like, so you being let down, I'm like, oh, great. Uh, but I'm curious. Do you think that they're going to make the Yeti bigger than they did in Slaughter Cinema last year? Like, is he going to be triple the size, uh, d- towering over us, ready to devour us? Uh,
3: I would hope a little bigger, because when, when I think of, I mean, kind of like Bigfoot, which seems to largely inspired Swamp Yeti, I don't really think of Bigfoot as... Like a ginormous creature, like like big, bulky, but not like 20 feet tall or something. I, I see it as just a, uh, something maybe like seven, eight feet tall, but big and burly. When I think of a yeti, I think of something much larger. So like I'm thinking like you know like 12, 15 feet tall, and so it's just towering over us, and so we just feel like that there's nowhere to go, you know, there's nowhere to turn, and. We are simply going to be devoured by this wintry monster.
2: See, I look at it and I, and maybe it's from when I read what it's about. I feel like it's going to be a family of Yeti. I think we are going to see. A small Yeti. I think we're going to see, you know, Mama Yeti. I think we're going to see ginormous Yeti, and I think the ginormous one will happen near the end. I feel like you gotta play different levels of this thing. I don't think, I'm with you, I don't think, you know, you could just do normal sized ones and that's just gonna be it. Because I do feel Swamp was kinda huge last year. But, since you brought up Slaughter Cinema, and you know this is almost kind of a spinoff of it do you feel the house will play like an 80s movie do you feel like there could be music in the the house that plays like techno kind of stuff
3: i i certainly uh hope we have uh some uh synth inspired scores in all these houses because they're pushing the 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 80s theme really heavily and one of the one of the, you know, one of the the things that you know we first think of when we think of the '80s uh, is the music, and so I hope we have uh, some like M83 inspired synth score, or uh, you know, just uh, other like uh, you know indie punk rock synth, and just I, I want to have those synth sounds as part of the houses uh, because that will help remind us, you know, that we're like you know like in the '80s. So like they play it up like. Uh, like an 80s uh, monster movie and the uh, the I think the, the music is a, it's an understated component in many of these houses uh, I think the music kind of helps to set the tone and one great way of doing that is to continue that uh, the 80s theme not only the way things look and the music that we're getting on the streets but also bring that uh, into the houses because I, I the some some of my favorite uh, horror movies have that synth score, so yeah. I, I'm really hoping that it's going to be uh, part of the house.
2: I'm with you.
1: I'm with you as well. Uh, speaking of scores, we are going to definitely be hearing scores of music in the last house that we're going to talk about, and that is the classic Universal Monsters house. Now. Uh, Rob, we'll start with you. Uh, how excited are you for this house?
4: Not excited at all. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, God, oh God. <laughs> To Ryan, to Ryan, we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very. This was the first house that I got super excited for was the Universal Monsters, and part of me scratches my head if it's an IP house or an original house because it's Universal's monsters. But I am. Um, I mean, it looks like it's mostly going to feature Frankenstein, Dracula, and Wolfman. I just want to see some great scenes. I want to see something truly to its nature of those films. Like, I I don't think it needs to be black and white, but if you can give us black mm. and white feel, I think that'd be great. Yeah. But overall, yeah. it's it's been the most anticipated house for me and is staying at that point.
2: Well, to to let you know, at least from what I've seen, it is an IP with an original take. Because they they've released the video when they did the announcement, and only IPs have gotten the uh, the video treatment. Uh, but I don't think they'll necessarily go scene for like, oh, this scene from this movie. Oh, this is from Creature from the Black Lagoon. I think it'll just be straight up. We'll use these characters and set pieces that they're used to, and you know we'll play some pretty BA music. Ryan, what? monster are you looking forward to most in this house and what do you expect this house to be what's the feel of the house really uh
3: well this isn't the house's first year because it did debut at uh hhn hollywood last year so i imagine the house is going to be largely unchanged from uh the set pieces they had over there because why reinvent the wheel from a financial perspective it just makes sense to to essentially just recreate what they had over there. And uh, all the feedback of the Universal Monsters house from Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood last year was extremely favorable. Everybody loved the house. It was a huge hit. Uh, And so I'm uh, anticipating that to perform very well uh, here. Uh, It's the house that I am anticipating most. It's my number one with Ghostbusters number two, and then the list continues. Uh, So that is uh, so far my number one House because uh, this is a testa testimony to a testament to uh, Universal's legacy of horror, which got removed when they redid the Cine Spectacular. So, like, we uh, removed any reference to horror. I much prefer the original version of that show because it reminded audiences that Universal Studios essentially invented uh, the American horror film. And so they're the ones who adapted uh, the French surrealism, the German expressionism, the writings of uh, of Poe, and even a little bit of Freud. They're the ones who combined all of these elements to create what we now call the American horror film. And so I think it's a very I think it's very important that the house is here. And, and I hope uh, it uh, does one of two things. I hope it highlights the history, but then it also points to the future and how these monsters can be used in the uh, once attempted, uh, but completely bombed. Dark universe, and so hopefully, bloomhouse can figure out how to how to fix it because the uh, the mummy was not the way to do it.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, so, so
3: I like ha- um, so I like those possibilities. Uh, I can't say there's any one particular uh, monster I'm looking forward to seeing most. Uh, I, I think um, the one I'm uh, probably uh, most excited about. Uh, would be The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah! Um, yeah. What's a uh, interesting tidbit about The Creature from the Black Lagoon, the gentleman who, the, the actor's name escapes me, but the gentleman who played The Creature in the 1954, you know, 5, 6 movie uh, is the only living universal monster actor that we have today. Wow. So everybody else has has long since passed, but the actor who brought the creature from the Black Lagoon to life is still living. That's and cool. I know that has nothing to do with the house, but it's just uh, an interesting fact. Um, so that's, that. uh, so that's, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. creature from Black Lagoon was also uh, filmed in Florida. It was uh, filmed up in uh, Silver Springs, and I think uh, – uh, Rainbow River, like a, a bunch of the, the the springs, you know, in and around, uh, in and around, you know, not far from, uh, 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 you know, central Florida. And so, uh, so having, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like it's come home because uh, many of the, uh, most of the film was shot on the soundstage, but many of the exterior shots uh, were shot uh, here in Florida. So, um, so there's a lot of reasons to really like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, I hope we see a lot of grayscale. Um, but i and I because that is that is these universal monsters um, I realized maybe grayscale wouldn't be that popular with general audiences because I mean I, I'm not the general audience'm I'm, I'm a niche audience and so for me grayscale would be better than uh, than in color uh, but uh, if they do color I hope there's some segments that are essentially in grayscale because that that's how we first came to know these monsters uh, which have just inspired countless stories so it's, it's a very important house to me uh, it's one that i'm gonna probably hold very dear to my heart and it, it's certainly uh you know the number one on my list
1: absolutely just that's the, a, it's a that's a good pick that's a good pick for sure uh you guys have been oh yeah
3: yeah, yeah, I, yeah yeah rob
4: absolutely yeah, yeah, please. please yeah i agree so much with everything was um ryan just said there i hope for grayscale as well like i said earlier um, I was reading about it. It says it's going to be like the Hollywood one, but so much bigger. And that one had the slash score. So I'm wondering what y'all feel like we'll get this time, if it will be the same score or not. But um, before I jump into that, I actually loved the Tom Cruise mummy. I thought it was the better mummy than the Brendan Fraser one. <gasps> uh, yeah,
2: buddy,
1: come on. You're on my side. No, no I'm, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down with up. you, Ryan. It's, it's, <laughs> it's good that you guys can do the rest of the show. <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness, that's funny. But no, I mean, like, I, uh, the music, you mentioned the music of Slash and the Hollywood one. I wouldn't mind it. If it's in it, it's cool. I've listened to it. It's on Amazon Prime's music. It's on Pandora and all that. But, like, I would really dig the classic music. I would really yeah. dig an organ. I would love to go back and feel that. I don't know what a general audience feels with that I don't know if kids would understand that if kids went to this but I truly would absolutely love the original themes or something like it being played throughout it
4: I agree I say go with those original themes help bring it back to a new audience but maybe mix in like somebody like John 5 who loves the creatures and music like that and have him do his own scores and Mm -hmm. remix it with the original scores I think it would be perfect
3: I think if the house is, uh, uh, if it isn't grayscale, I mean, which of course uh, the uh, key art is in grayscale, which leads me to believe, you know, possibly the house is. I think having that organ music would be perfect. I, I can't imagine. I think there'd be too much of a disconnect if it was grayscale and we continued the eighty synth, which we all just talked about that we want to have in all these houses. Maybe we wouldn't have it in all the houses except for this one. Yeah, so I guess right. This is a this is a, a special house. Um, and I think general audiences uh, would like it because it, it would match what they're seeing. I, I think if it's if it was in color uh, and you had the organ music, I, I, I'm not entirely sure that would jive as well unless it was like some remixed version. But I All think right. if they go with a more traditional looking monster house and um, make it grayscale, I, I think the, the organ music would be great or maybe you know have it remixed where we do have it's grounded in that old, Church organ music, but we but we we integrate uh, some other layers of music as well to uh, give it a little bit of a uh, a modern twist. But I'd love to see a, uh, a Phantom of the Opera uh, sitting there at the organ playing as we walk into the house, and that would uh, truly set the mood because that uh, would be uh, the uh, the first uh, you know big horror film from Universal Pictures, and so that's a uh, 1920. Two or three. I, I reviewed it last year for my October article, uh, but I think it'd be a great way to start uh, to start it out, and really would set the mood because it would it would transport you to what it was like to you know watch those movies uh, you know uh, way back then, and I think it could be a uh, be a lot of fun.
2: I definitely feel all the art that they've shown for it it's not going to push that black and white feel I mean even the picture of like Dracula he looks like he's super angry vampire yeah. um but that being said I d- you said remix the the classic music and I can definitely see them taking the themes and just putting a synth beat to it which I would be okay with since it is the theme of the event and if that's how they play it go by all yeah. means go
1: yeah. go go yeah so remix with Billy Ray Cyrus on the way soon it'll be number oh. one on the Billboard charts <laughs> the horror is real um, no uh, if they
3: really wanted to push the horror remix uh, Nickelback would remix it. oh goodness oh my god Yeah.
1: look at this haunted house Every time I do, it makes me laugh. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to bush Gardens. All right, all right. Uh, You guys have been really uh, amazing. You've hung out with us for a very long time, so we don't want to keep you much longer, but before we do wrap this up, uh, I'm curious, is there anything that we've talked about because we hit all the houses? Is there anything, general other thoughts, things that you're excited for, things you're hoping they announce, like a house, uh, maybe the scare zones, Bill and Ted possibly coming back, Food, things like that, or something you want to comment on, like fan backlash. Uh, and I guess we'll start with you, Ryan.
3: The um, the house that I'm really hoping we get. Uh, there, I mean, there's a lot of there, I mean, there's a lot of movies, you know, IPs I could mention, but the, the one that I think is likely uh, because of how popular it was last year and with the the pattern being established with Trick or Treat is a Killer Clowns from Outer Space house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we use trick or treat as our example. Trick or treat was a scare zone, then became a house. Personally, I like the scare zone a little more,
0: um, Me but too. it became
3: but it became a house last year, which is still fun. And so, Killer Clowns is a scare zone last year. So, reason stands that it could very well become a house uh, for this year. Uh, ordinarily, I'm also looking forward to which classic horror film are they going to. Uh, make a house out of, uh, uh, i.e. The Exorcist, Shining, Poltergeist. Uh, with Universal Monsters and with Ghostbusters, I think that kind of lessens the chance of getting one of those other, like, big staple uh, uh, pole horror, uh, horror movies. Um, unless we count Ghostbusters as a comedy, then maybe we'll still get, uh, you know, A, uh, uh, like Amityville Horror or something uh, something along those lines. Uh, uh, the uh, probably wouldn't be the thing because we have uh, we have the, the the yeti. but that's kind of what I'm looking for is like are we still going to get that, you know that uh, you know, tent pole uh, foundational horror film? And so, I, I'm, so I'm I'm hoping uh, that we do get that. I'm uh, I'm uh, uh, gonna be uh, buying an Express pass. I uh, bought Express last year for one day and uh, for opening night and i really enjoyed it the rest of my time i waited in line with the rest of the plebeians um, but i got the, <laughs> i got the serabi everybody that first night and it felt uh i felt really good i used that that serabi gift with uh, her with her uh, her uh, head in the air on that first night been like oh jokes on <laughs> me i'm now back in the uh i'm back in the poor people's line and so um but after um uh, after experiencing express and how much time it really did save and it, it made the event a lot more enjoyable because that first night I wasn't really thinking about oh I have to get to this house this house this house and this house I was able to take my time so um, I my plan is to buy the Russia Fear Plus Express pass I get Russia Fear because I need Saturday nights and I cannot afford Ultimate Fear Plus Express because that's like a thousand dollars like there's no Ooh, way I'm spending a thousand dollars on that but. Uh, with my work schedule, Saturday nights work best. And so uh, so the only way other than that ticket to get Saturday night is with the Russia Fear. Which, uh, thankfully, this year is four weekends. It's like, I mean, it's great. And right. then I usually use October to visit uh, local haunts. And so I do the theme parks in September, local haunts in October. Uh, but that's my plan to experience that uh, this year is Russia Fear Plus Express. So I could, so I really can take my time to enjoy all the houses and not have to think, oh gosh, I got to get to this one, next, this one, next. Oh, don't get to five houses tonight. You know, we're going to have to do the five houses tomorrow night. It's like, I don't want to think that I just want to sit back and enjoy it. And, uh, that tickets less than $300 by all accounts it's a it is an economical option for a uh, for a great experience at HHN and so that uh, is the the route that I'm going but I, I read the Express Pass uh, especially if you're local the Express Pass really is the way to go because you want to be able to take everything in and not feel like you have to rush 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 because uh, with Stranger Things being introduced, the lines got twice as long in just the span of one year. I mean, tw- uh, you know, uh, HHN 27 to 28, the lines just felt like they all doubled. And it's because Stranger yeah. Things is just uber popular with just a, a whole new group of people. Of course, that also meant we got a lot more kids at HHN last year than we've had in the past. Uh, but one way to uh, to make you know, good use of the time is, I mean, look at the Express, you know. So, I mean, uh, you know, don't have the, you know, you know, all those cups of coffee at Starbucks every week between now and then. I mean, you, you save five mm-hmm. bucks here and there. You know what? You will have the money for the Express Pass before too long. Uh, I mean, because I, I think it's worth it. It certainly made um, at least my one night that I, that I used it a lot more enjoyable. So I, I highly recommend uh, finding out a way, even if it's just one night, you know, uh, treat yourself, at least even for one night, and, uh, and allow yourself to be able to experience everything a bit more leisurely.
2: Absolutely, we we told yeah. Rob that we you have to get express, especially for people like us who only get to go for one night only. Like I get an express pass, and I'm able to do all the houses and maybe one or two more uh, for the night. But Rob, are you doing the express pass this time? And what are you looking forward to that? isn't announced? What do you hope that's down the pipeline? What else do you look forward to this event?
4: For me, I love the houses, of course, but my favorite part is walking through the whole area and feeling everything. I think the area was called the Harvest that has all the pumpkins in the trees. Just walking through that slowly was like Mm -hmm. the best feeling ever with all the music going around everywhere. And of course, last year, my favorite part was the Chucky Scare Zone. Yes, right, I'm biased because I love Chucky. But (laughs) That's the the whole feel of Halloween Horror Nights is what grabs me. Like I could sit. There's a rumored Rob Zombie scare zone. I could sit in that scare zone for hours and be so happy. Right. But as far as what hasn't been announced, this is something I wanted to bring up and see what y'all think. This is after if you go to the website, they had the they put up pictures of each house when it's announced. So after Ghostbusters was announced, I went there expecting it to be in that second box after Stranger Things, and that box is still blank. Right. It leads me to think there's something big still coming. I don't know if it's Conjuring. I don't know what it is. But what kind of guesses would y'all think is going to be that big IP? Creepshow. Creepshow.
2: <laughs> I mean, it could be Creepshow. You said Conjuring. It could just be Annabelle, since that is the most recent one. Um, Listen, give me a
4: Warren's house, and
2: I'm down. I I'm not necessarily saying. Like uh, they could do Halloween five just uh, because they did four last year and it goes with it, and they could actually still do a Blumhouse house. I don't know what it would be, it could be us. Um, happy death day to you, no. yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, th- th- to me, those are the choices. But, uh, Ryan, do you got any ideas?
3: Oh, well. Since uh, Warner Brothers Studios in Hollywood is not doing horror made here this year, uh, that theoretically opens up the uh, the option to have the uh, Warner IPs in the park again. Uh, when uh, uh, horror made here was announced, then that was like, well, now Universal doesn't have access to any of the uh, Warner IPs. Uh, so, but it's not it's not there this year. And yeah, we've had six out of ten houses. We have we have four more. So I think we uh, there's certainly a degree of possibility that we'll get a Warner property. i uh, I certainly hope so that would open up a uh, a, a lot of uh, films uh, including my favorite icon Freddie, whose new line, which is uh, you know I think owned by uh, owned by Warner. Yeah, and so um so it. I think you know we're we're not going to get Freddie this year, but I mean it it would be but that does but not uh, Warner not doing their thing opens up the 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 opportunities to have uh, the the Conjuring to have the Annabelle's and and so uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we we wind up with one of those uh, Warner IPs. Uh, I I think we have. there's just there, there's there's so many uh, great films out there, and if we uh, see how many uh, original houses do we have. We have uh, it's one, two, three original houses. So uh, so I think I think we're gonna probably get one or two more originals, and then we're gonna get you know, you know two or three more IPs. I, I think a fun, I think a fun one to have uh, going uh, off of something a bit more uh, a bit more recent. If we would have uh, a quiet place, I think that would make for a a phenomenal house. And that would be the one house that has no music in it, which (laughs) would just make everything oh so creepier because you just, uh, you're just, uh, uh, just, you know, those creatures are out there. So I, I think that's one property that really lends itself to. A, um, a haunted house and brings in something new. I mean, I, I, I love the old movies, I really do. But you know, I you know, I can't I can't forget the new stuff too, which is also great. And and I think that's one uh, that uh, certainly lends itself to a haunted house. Um, I think we uh, have. Uh, let's see. What's the one it was earlier? Uh, I can't think. Of, uh, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, but those, those, <laughs> those are uh, those are kind of my thoughts.
4: Okay. About it chapter two that comes out September sixth. It could be a sneaker.
3: Oh, that could that. Uh, that's uh, that. That uh, it would make. Oh, that would be such a good house. I, I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to see uh, it. And, yeah. Uh, that and and again without Warner doing horror made here. That's you know. Uh, we could you know we could get it because uh, uh, they had it. I think it was last year or the year before um, at their the the the, uh, the studio tour. Which I, from those I uh, heard from that did the horror made here, they really enjoyed it. And it's not on the scale that H H N is, but the quality was superb. So, uh, but, but I, I'm hoping that um, that we'll we'll get some of those because that Warner Horror Library is it's pretty large. So that does uh, kind of keeps a lot of a uh, lot of real familiar IPs, especially anything uh, anything new line. I mean, it kind of keeps it uh, keeps it out of HHN as long as uh, Warner doesn't want to license those out.
2: Yeah, and Warner Brothers, I believe, are the ones that also do the Conjuring movies, yeah. so they could be, you know, on the line. And my final question to you both, let's pretend, and you can do it in your mind, like that one IP that you're talking about does become a house, whether it be Freddy, whether it be Conjuring, or It!, If one more huge house like that is announced, will this be HHN's stacked most stacked biggest year they've ever done?
3: Ooh, I you'd think it would be year thirty, but it is. It's entirely. But we're talking.
2: We're talking Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, and one more huge IP or a big IP. Like to me that kind of does scream their biggest year that they've done so far, which and and the reason why I I asked this is because that kind of puts a lot of like proverbial pressure on 30 to bring their game, which I think personally they've been
3: planning. Uh, This is uh, as far as all the years that I've experienced, which is just, uh, you know, from 2013. So, so, I mean, several years, but Uh, Certainly not as long as a lot of people, but in terms of those years, it's certainly looking to be the most stacked year uh, for me. And I uh, I would love uh, to to get um, like uh, even like last year's Pet Cemetery. That'd be great. Uh, Pet Cemetery house I think would go over uh, really well, or even Suspiria. We have a, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of horror films that uh, you could uh, add in there to really uh, to really stack it up. But yeah, this is this is going to be a tough year to beat. I mean, thirty is really going to have to pull out all the stops because because this almost looks like a thirty, and right. yet yet it's twenty nine. This is the precursor too. I mean, it is it it, it is like the the big three o next year. I, I think we're going to get a lot. I think we'll get some returning houses. Um, I think we're gonna get some obviously uh, some new ones i I, I think it's a, it's an anniversary so it uh, should be a uh, should be a mixture. but yeah, this year this I mean it's gonna be a tough year to beat. I mean I have no doubts that that they could at least uh, equal it if not maybe surpass it, but it, it's a uh, it's gonna be some uh, tough competition uh, for 30.
2: Rob, I got that question from your brother, Tombstone Josh at Tombstone Josh. So, you better answer him proudly.
4: What are your feelings on this? I don't ever do anything proudly for him. Okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, to answer the question, let's see. Last year was my first year, and the two biggest houses were Stranger Things and Poltergeist.
0: Right. So,
4: this year, the two biggest houses are Stranger Things and Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters right now, with the right. possibility of a third really huge house. Let's not crap on Universal Monsters. That's a big house, too. But, but yeah, if you add in it, or you add in The Conjuring, yes. I think it takes it above and beyond. It could be the biggest house. I remember years ago they had a year when they had Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface.
3: Freddy versus Jason. Ah, such a great house. That was a good house. Such a good Love that house.
4: Yeah, so there was a year when they had all of those. They had Leatherface, so that was a huge year. I think this one is stacking up. I can't wait to see what that other house is. As far as speculation for 30, I'm thinking... Definitely bringing back Jack. Maybe chance. Yeah. Um, you got to bring back some of the icons to celebrate. I was wondering, that was going to be another question for y'all. Is do you think they'll sprinkle in some kind of hints this year? Maybe we'll see Jack in something Ooh, some to kind Easter of set up eggs. for 30.
2: Yeah, I can see that because they do that a lot. They like to plant a little Easter eggs uh, for setup for the next year. So I'm with you on that one.
1: Yeah, like Jack's like just
2: hiding a house, in like a background you can somewhere. Him
4: maybe to be in there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Maybe oh, it would be funny if they just hide one of them, like in the background of the Universal Monsters house. Oh, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah,
2: exactly. Put but uh, guys, reality. guys, this has been fantastic. What? Uh, a conversation we had I hope you had an energy drink while you did this because I am worn out
4: <laughs> I got one in my hand as we talk
2: sir. Oh, good good, good. <laughs> uh, but before we go please I want you both to plug everything that you are a part of and everything Rob give us your everything tell us about the disnoids your twitter handles whatever
4: yes the, Disney, the uh, disnoids podcast started off it was just my brother and I randomly i told him we should do a podcast after going to the opening of pandora which was a huge mess but we did that episode and from there it's just spun more and more um obviously i'm a huge universal fan so i'm like we need to talk about universal so we talk theme parks we talk movies we talk music we talk comic books we did a um in-game review with the haunters you guys for like as long as the movie was (laughs) oh yeah Um, we and we're, we're talking, talking the
1: re-release edition. as well we're talking as long as the re-release
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh the re-release yeah yeah as long as that one too the director's cut that's coming two years from now yeah <laughs> really special edition. but um yeah basically just follow my brother he's at tombstone josh on twitter i'm at review rob i do review episodes every now and then for movies i'm gonna go see um once upon a time in hollywood Woo. this weekend most oh, anticipated yeah. movie coming out can't wait to do a review for that but that is me if you want movie stuff i'll talk to you about any movie
1: awesome if we disagree
4: you. we're still cool
1: <laughs> yeah i mean like for instance he he likes a really bad mummy movie and i like a good one but we're still friends
4: <laughs> <laughs> i said i didn't like the brendan fraser movies
1: what you about? <laughs> and i love the brendan fraser ones even <laughs> okay,
4: the third one with children
1: calm down ryan <laughs> what about you brother
3: yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at RLTerry1, uh, where you can join the conversation with me and the rest of hashtag film Twitter. And uh, I love talking theme parks and horror movies and just movies in general. So uh, so just uh, hit me up. Love to get the conversation started. Uh, whereas I don't have a podcast of my own, I do guest on a lot of shows. And so if you're, you're interested in having me be a part of your show, totally hit me up. I would love to make time for you, uh, because it's just fun to get to sit down... Uh, with uh, as many people as I have the opportunity to sit down with and have uh, had the opportunity to meet. I've uh, been able to take my relationships from Twitter, uh, IRL. So, I, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm re- uh, excited for that. You can visit my blog at com. That's real with two E's. And, uh, you know, give it a follow, and uh, I'll follow you back. And I, uh, I interact, actually, a good bit with Tombstone Josh. had no idea that he was your brother. So, uh, <laughs> And so, but that is a small world. Uh, but yeah, RL Terry one on Twitter, and my blog is rlterryrealview dot
2: com. Awesome, guys! Once again, thank you for coming on yes, the show, yes, and yes. I can't wait to have you guys back on when we've been through this event and we can kind of give it a good review.
4: Yeah, wait. You know, you're always welcome on our show, and I will talk to Tombstone Josh Ryan to see about getting you on as well.
3: Sure, that that'd be great. Love it. Awesome. All right, guys. Awesome. Thank, well, thank you guys. both have a good night, guys. Thanks, thank you, you guys. Do the same.
1: Hey, this is Josh. And I'm Rob. And we are from the Diznoids Podcast. Join us each week as we try to keep our random ramblings in check. That's
4: right. Dive into our cauldron with the sweetness of recipes from theme parks. To movies, to music, to comics, to any and everything we can talk about.
1: Our jibber-jabber knows no boundaries, but our expertise in these fields will be sure to make your ear holes smile. That's right.
4: Follow us each week with our episodic adventures with a side of sarcasm to lead us through the magical
1: forest of pop culture. You can find us where all podcasts are found iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and even on Facebook. Just search the Disnoids.
4: That's right, my wonderful, wonderful friends. As always, stay metal. All
1: right, welcome back, and big thanks again to uh, review it, Rob and Ryan. Uh, definitely give those guys a follow. I, I'm going to admit, I'm an idiot. Ryan had been following me, Zach. I never (laughs) followed him back (laughs) until... uh until the end of the podcast, there, uh, the end of wow. uh, the end of his guest uh, appearance on the show. So I am sorry, Ryan. You're a
2: real scumbag.
1: You I, know that. To be fair, though, I did this to review it, Rob, as well. Uh, <laughs> you do it to everybody. I, I kind of do. Mr.
2: Verified account.
1: You know, once you get that verified <laughs> check mark, you can't just be following everybody that follows you. You know, you got oh, got to start. Man. You got you got to you got to pay attention. Okay, there are a lot of creeps that follow. You know, a lot of sliding into the DM goes on when you got a verify uh, well, <laughs> speaking of
2: creeping, we're up to 500. My goal is to come after you with your follower numbers. I, I'm going
1: to beat you, Mr. Verified. I, that's fine. I only tweet. I, I say it all the time. I tweet the dumbest things. I don't try and get followers. <laughs> the fact that I even have as many as I do blows my mind. Yeah, the fact that I, the fact that I am that close to 1,000 followers blows my freaking mind. Uh, I it's get, so great. I guess people like when I get angry about the New York Mets and the New York Rangers. <laughs> Somebody does, obviously, and and my tweets of oh for real, this is what we're doing in WWE. I'm never watching this again. Then the following week on Tuesday, yeah, then then SmackDown
0: happens. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh Oh, man, no, but that
2: was really great. That was a great conversation with two good dudes. I can't wait to actually do a review of HHN twenty nine with them. I think that'd be a great follow up.
1: I think it would as well, and I definitely think it's been a fun road So far of how we've where us as a podcast how we've grown how we've grown in the community you mentioned the followers on twitter we we, i don't think we thought that was even possible as fast as it happened to be truthfully honest uh you know i i think like behind the scenes i think when we were discussing this wow getting close to a year ago now uh we were like if you know by the end of a year we got like 300 followers i guess that's good right and here we are you know like here we are growing, and you guys are hanging out with us, and we love you for it. And you know, we made friends with with review at Rob and Ryan, and now they're coming on the show, and more of you are going to be joining us on the show as well. Because I know we've got another, I believe, interview we can tease coming up as well in the near future, like next episode. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have
2: the freaks of Halloween Horror Nights Ooh. coming on, and we're going to talk to them about some things.
1: Ooh, is that like is that like kinky things? Because they're the freaks. I don't, I don't think so. Oh, but. okay, yeah. I thought we were gonna talk like weird pumpkin stuff, but I guess that's only me.
2: No, no, it's you and your sofa seat. Nah, yeah, you,
1: you, leave <laughs> my sofa seat alone. You love. That we're going to see. Seat.
2: We're going to see that thing in that house, and you're going to freak.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be like, "Oh, it's everywhere! <laughs> it's everywhere!" So I, if I slimed see. myself. Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we're That's never great. allowed
1: back again. Yeah, uh, somebody's going to be like, "That's great! Can we get a sample <laughs> mm. <laughs> for personal or business?" Yeah. yeah, I quoted part two. Suck it. I'm <laughs> I don't care. We quote part two. We, what? We were playing Friday the 13th. I would, your wife was on the game with me, Brooke. I heard you in the background singing Ghostbusters, and we both at the same time went, uh, He Man. Yep. Like that's, yep. that's, there was no, I just heard you off that's in your kitchen happen. singing. Yeah. I just heard you in your kitchen singing. Had no idea you were going to do that. I was talking to somebody else, and both of us at the same time just, He Man. Yeah, we quote two because two is good, just two like 2016s, so which I watched the other night. Yes, you did. Yeah, I'm
2: proud of you.
1: <laughs> that was my celebration for the Ghostbuster House.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it. I'm going to end up watching it sometime this year.
1: Uh, I just I didn't want to watch. I'm saving watching the movies for the houses a little bit closer to the event. Uh, I know I've kind of restarted Stranger Things again because my parents were in town and I forced them to watch the first two episodes because I knew because I knew it was going to happen. Now that I did that, they're they're going back to New York and they're like, well, I'm really curious what happens in episode three. I'm like, yep, I told you You just needed to sit down and watch that first one. And now you're you're going to watch an eight episode freaking summer blockbuster movie yeah well see for me
2: i watched i watched ghostbusters and for the second time i just watched stranger things three um but i have to leave all this room because i have that universal monsters collection and i got to get those going in so and gosh knows what other announcements we're going to get
1: i know i know i know i know because like we were speculating uh with rob and ryan you know what something big looks like it's still possible something big as well could be coming. a third really big uh, again not to we're saying a third big one like Universal Monsters isn't a big one but as in a really well known IP that's not like a us crazy horror folk like you and me and Rob and Ryan are like oh my god the classic monsters are this is this is this is the tea and crackers this is this is the crumpets this is our this is our, our snobbiness of thank you for for the thing that got it started, but like something big, something like Warner Brothers big,
2: yeah. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. And I don't mean to downplay the Universal yeah. Monsters either because they are my number two. Like it goes Ghostbusters and then Universal Monsters for me. But I mean, like you got to also understand Universal Monsters is known through Universal's parks, through the Monster yeah. Cafe, through the old uh, Hollywood uh, attraction. Beetlejuice, the show, had all the the monsters on there. So it's like the Universal monsters are a part of Universal as a regular. It's just this year, it's like, hey, give us this. This is what yeah. we want. And they gave it to us. But, that I mean, Rob brought it up. There is one space in between Stranger Things and Ghostbusters. And it's like... You better be pretty big if you're next to Ghostbusters and Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be Blumhouse squeezed in there.
2: (laughs) I mean, it could be, but you know what? They could actually do that. It could be Blumhouse. It could be a Blumhouse house. But in the same effect, I do believe like a movie like Us, if that was the house to be announced, I could believe that being... I mean, personally, not as big as Ghostbusters or Stranger Things, but it is a big property.
1: Having just watched us again this past weekend, uh, it's it would, it would be an okay house. It wouldn't, I wouldn't...
2: It's not going to be a end-all, be-all house. Yeah,
1: I, it would be like, uh, I'd be curious to see what you did with this, but, you know, there are some yeah. set scenes that would be kind of cool, but for the most part, it's like, eh. It, w- it would just be a typical kind of... Uh, purge style house you just kind of yeah. see this oh 100 yeah you couldn't do a shot for shot movie you no. would just
2: go through with all the tethers
1: yeah there would just be tethers jumping at you a lot but uh either yeah. way uh you know i'd still walk through it i'd still review it yeah I'd still yeah. do hey, it. hey
2: this quick wrap-up really yeah it turned into a
1: quick <laughs> wrap-up uh so yeah i guess on that note um, follow us on Twitter at Haunters Pod Hunters P O D. Uh, we are now 99 days away from Halloween. Uh, yes, I know I didn't put my wonderful tag to that, but that was me that tweeted that wonderful uh, other podcast that I won't say. You'll have to go to our Twitter to find out which podcast I retweeted from. Uh and uh you can follow Remember us. Remember with... when you did a live
2: post on Facebook? I was not gonna <laughs> a live that. video post um, through the
1: Haunters you can for your radio station. go like our Hunters page by searching <laughs> Hunters Podcast on Facebook and maybe you'll see me screw up because I manage a lot of different Facebook accounts, which hence is why the Hunters one doesn't get a lot of action. Uh, and uh, you might see me go live when I'm supposed to be paid to go live on, uh, you know, my my actual jobs Facebook page. You dummy. But it's okay, because if any of you were living in this area, you knew all about the monster truck rally that was going on that night. <laughs> <laughs> it was for a monster truck rally. Uh, not only that, for free tasty cakes as well before going into the event.
0: <laughs> well,
1: on that note... Stay scary, my
0: friends. to rest. Don't you cry no more. Thank you for listening to another episode of Haunters Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend, and you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and other streaming services just by searching Haunters Podcast. You can tweet us at Haunters Pod, or you can find us on Facebook by searching Haunters Podcast. Until next time, don't open that door or check under your bed. Make sure your doors are locked and the lights are on. You never know when the next scare will come for you. <laughs>
3: illusion I was soaring ever higher,